I'm Christina Torres, and I'm on a mission to help baby big deal brands embrace their big deal energy, aka the vibes, verbal strategy, and customer experience that makes them unlike anyone else in the market. So many of my clients have that thing, that thing that draws people to them, but it feels kind of elusive and pretty hard to nail down. Add to that, they're wildly creative, crazy busy, and have a hard time fitting into traditional strategic marketing boxes. That's a recipe, my friends, for a whole mess of wildly talented people burning bright and then burning out. That's where I and this podcast comes in, helping brands like yours move out of the fake it till you make it and into the be it while you make it with a blend of systems, gorgeous customer experience, and bold, easy to design messaging advice from me and the occasional biz bestie. So best regards to burnout and half-baked messaging and say hello to big deal energy vibes, bank accounts, and boundaries. Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to Best Regards. I am so happy you are here and listening. We've taken a nice two-month break from recording this podcast, mostly because we've had some fun caregiving uh, responsibilities, but also this, you know, we kind of wrapped around the holidays and we're just picking back up. February was a monster and now we're in March, but this episode was actually recorded just before Christmas. So this is a two-part episode with one of the amazing, amazing launch copywriters that are in my inbox and always in my DMs. She is my biz bestie on the internet, for sure. The lovely copywriter, Sarah Vartanian. This is a two-parter. You're going to want to listen to both parts. The first part is definitely our predictions for 2023, and I'm kind of curious to see if like we are on trend and we're like hitting exactly what we thought 2023 was going to be like. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to that part. Part two, we get really into what it's like to show up online, what it looks like to be consistent, what we're loving about our clients. Sarah is a plus size entrepreneur. And, you know, we kind of talk about both of our unique, maybe struggles is not the best word, but what it's like to have to show up when maybe you don't feel like anyone else either looks like you or you don't feel like you're showing up as your best, hiring, you know, people, brand, you know, creative direction people or just people to refresh our brands and what it's like to work with photographers as plus size entrepreneurs. We really get into it. And so part two is so amazing. I actually really love part two, but part one is also just as amazing. So let me go ahead and give you a little insight into Sarah's world. She's a former elementary school teacher of 10 years and a mom of two boys. She's Canadian. (laughs) She's plus size. She's introvert. And she actually started a side hustle on her second maternity leave, which was an online cloth diaper shop. Okay. And it kind of morphed into a green living mom blog with 10 contributors, which led to her writing a bunch of social and content for her own business. She realized... Her true calling was the copywriting part. It was the writing part. And one of her brand partners ended up hiring her to become a community and content manager. Then she became a part-time digital content manager and wrote web copy for all types of people, all types of clients. She left her teaching in the spring of 2015. And now, and now since then, she's been supporting her family 
and her lifestyle and all the things she loves as a full-time launch copywriter. So this is an amazing episode and let's get into it. Yay! So Sarah's here. We're so excited. Um, I've been on Sarah's podcast and she would have been on mine if I was consistent. But here she is now. Welcome my internet bestie, Sarah Vartanian. Hi, Christina. I am so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited to talk to another adult and <laughs> talk to another human on my podcast. I have not talked to anyone but my son for like three years. So this is really, this is really exciting. I am glad that we are going to have this conversation. We always have fun when we chat. We've done like some lives and stuff together before. Um, and like you said, even on my podcast, which was one of my favorite episodes. Aww, I'm so it. excited to be here and to share with my audience and tell people. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it would be a great, since this is probably going to be released um, somewhere end of December, which is happening now, but also maybe January. We'll see. We'll see how quick my editing hands go. But I think it'd be really great to recap. Maybe you do the good, maybe a good, bad, and better of 2020. 2022 that's such a weird year to say i'm like so what um, didn't go so hot what didn't go so good in 2022 like i feel like a f yeah, there's a few things i think for sure i um i felt burnt out absolutely mm -hmm. like i want to say that i hit the late spring and i was like exhausted um and i didn't feel like i could quite take a break um, so what I did though was I had dropped so many things, but I didn't have things in place to make that a really good thing. Like you were saying, you know, what you said was like you had some things happening in the back end that could make sure like, you know, maybe some touch points are happening um to help you with leads. I didn't have that really going. Other than my um, you reach my contact form and you get like there's a little workflow happening there. I didn't really have that going. So it was really quiet for me and I wasn't doing anything to actively get leads coming in. So there's been a, there's a few like oh shit months <laughs> like where yeah. like I was like what have I done? Um and you know I, the good thing is I had some like that reoccurring client. I had something else going on and I kind of like tapped into uh, you know a few past clients and I was like hey do you still want to do that? Um, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't actively doing anything to bring more business in um, or had something happening in the back end to make that happen. So that wasn't great. Um, that didn't add to my, um, it's like, you know, when you're, I don't know, I was burned out, but I was also stressed out, right? So that didn't, you know, alleviate any of that. Mm -hmm. um, it made things harder. And of course, I don't know about you, but like when I'm burned out and stressed out, it'd be nice to have like some kind of holiday, even a little one. Um, and I didn't feel like I had the capacity for that, but I really probably should have, you know, even if it was taking a formal staycation at home and just yeah. like really declaring it for myself, I didn't really do that over the summer and I felt it coming into the fall. Um, and the other thing with me is I feel like I'm, re I'm realizing, and I don't know if it's like an age thing, a burnout thing, just a reality of doing this for a while thing, but I thought I would get like, you know, faster doing stuff and I could like take on more. <laughs> like, but actually I feel like it's taking me longer to do things, but I think the things I'm doing are better. Like I think right. it's improving, but I think it's a little bit like what you were saying around, I don't like, when I say doing VIP days, I actually really say like, I actually really do them over two days usually. I don't, um, the idea of doing like a six to seven hour day 
doesn't really work very well for me is what I've realized. Like I used to be able to pull off a sales page in a day like that. And I still could, but it wouldn't be something that I'd be really happy to give you anymore. Now I realize I need like maybe three days for that. Mm. Um, I want to walk away, come back and also respect the fact that like, you know, you know, as you know, writing is like part research and data, part, you know, part, I don't know, client stuff and part like creativity. There's like the piece of that. And I can't always force that shit. Right? Yeah. Like, like my head, like I could put it together, but like, am I loving the headlines? Am I really thinking like it's the best it can be? No, I need to like walk away. Um, and maybe I have a headache and I need to sleep it off or something. I have like chronic, I have chronic migraines coming in. So like, I think, um, I let myself get burned and burnt my, like, unfortunately, like burned my clients a few times with that. And like, like, you know, the lovely thing is like, I addressed it with them and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to need more time. Yeah. Um, and so they were cool and we still work together and everything's been great, but I hate that I like, didn't know that ahead of time kind of thing. Like I should have planned that better ahead of time so that I didn't push it up against the ending of like the day it's supposed to be due being like, actually, <laughs> I need some more time. Um, right. So I've been learning to like play with that. And that's something I want to do better going into 22, 2023 is like really look at the way I work and what I need yeah. to be the best I can be. And even if that's not all being tidy into like, you know, an eight hour day, that's okay. I have to accept that. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's really good. I've had one or two projects where I have to be like, <laughs> psych, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I need an extra day. Um, and that's when I built in, I was like, you know what, like, even for me, it was more for me. But like my mapping out what I thought those milestones were going to be for that VIP experience. Um, even if it was like bespoke, because sometimes it is like, you can have a process as much as you like, but sometimes you're like, man, I got to do some, something. There's something I need to add differently. Each one, I yeah. feel like, yeah, you have like a, like a starting point and then you're like, all right, let me like figure this out. Um, and I would just like put like a, basically a checklist of like milestones into Slack and I'd be like, all right, I've gotten this far and now I'm stuck here. And so like, if I tell them that like, I'm stuck right at this part, I think I'm going to have to come back to it and I can do it in real time. Like, it's like, hmm. they're like, yeah, Okay, <laughs> like I've noticed, like no one really cared if I yeah. did it in a day or in three days, as long as I got it done. And to your point, I realized I could do six to seven hours, and I probably mm -hmm. would do it anyway. But I think some of that burnout that I was feeling because of the VIP days is that, like, I had traumatized my body so badly from trying to throw it all into a day, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes even like what I could have done in a week, I did in a weekend. Yes, <laughs> that I was like. My body was like, absolutely not. Like, I just couldn't. Like, just even the thought mm -hmm. of a VIP day depressed me so bad that I was like, okay, let's like, and I worked with Hillary. I worked with Hillary Weiss and she was like, how do you feel about these VIP days? And I was like, thank you so much for asking. I hate them. <laughs> I made them. <laughs> I love them and I hate them. And she was like, so what do you love about it? And what can, we, she's like, yeah, can we make a day, three days? Can we make three days a week? And anything bigger than that, we give them two weeks or a month. Like you can just say like, hey, no, actually this is going to take more than one VIP day. This is a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm like, yeah, we could totally, why not? And I was like, she said, this way it gives you room. If you get it done in one day, who cares? Now you're a rock star. And if you get it done in three, that's what you committed to. Mm -hmm. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it was we can't, like, we can't change things. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's going to care. Um, so that's literally what I did. So I love that. I'm trying to think what went bad, everything. Um, literally, definitely a lot of personal stuff went bad. I don't feel like businessy stuff went bad. I think I felt a little guilty for having to quiet what I call quiet quit my business for like six months. 
but like I just had to mentally, physically, mm-hmm. and like personally, my son's health. I just had to like kind of. It was like one thing after another, and I was like, "Is it gonna let up?" Like I feel like from 2015 to 2020, even up to like 2021, like was fine, and then it was like the seven year it itch and like everything, every ball that could have dropped, dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like the worst. Who was the worst <laughs> out of all the things? Which I, I actually ended up being such a huge blessing, and I have not shared this. So I'm gonna share this here. Freak it, because I think it's real. I had to, for the first time in my life, which people don't usually do this more than once, unless you're Trump, was <laughs> file for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think there's some like weird mindset stuff about it now. But like, I think when I did it. It felt so good. Like Mm-mm. it felt like so like nice to have all this debt wiped out that I had incurred. Some of it because of my business, some of it because money wasn't great and fantastic. Some of it was because I couldn't like literally work. That I felt so good. It felt so good not to be tied down to my debt. But I think for me, there's like all this like on the back end, there's all this. I guess like negativity towards doing that and something mm-hmm. I kept telling me is <laughs> I know that sounds like I was like if billionaires can do it, I can do it. If a billionaire can do it, yeah. I can do it. It's really not that big of a deal. And it ended up being such a blessing because for those money months, like I was like, oh my God, it's so nice to not stress about a car payment or stress about um a credit card or to stress about like all these little things. It is so nice not to have to think about that. Like trying to figure out how I'm gonna balance. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to move around and make something work, even though like, you know, and, and there was a lot of, I think, money shame around that and then dipping into savings and all that stuff that I feel like it's not bad, but I think it is blocking some money stuff for me now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's making me feel a little bit like desperate about money when there's like really no need to be. But it's like, I don't know, it's a huge learning lesson because it's like now I can't rely on credit. Now all these coaches and all these shiny objects they I can't even if it's I want it's like, an option right yeah cash flow <laughs> yeah so it's like starting to rely on cash flow and not like being and, and knowing like kind of what's worth it to invest in but I think it just felt like oh man we have nothing to show for like we hit we hit so hard and we reinvested mm-hmm. and we had all like we were having such like five-figure months and then all of a sudden you're like you like turn around and filing for bankruptcy. yeah <laughs> I was like wait how did that happen? But I think it had to happen. I think things were going too good. And then when I had no fail, like I I didn't fail fast enough, I don't think. I failed really slow. It's like when you fall slowly. Mm-hmm. So, well, at least we got this over with. So that was kind of my bad. But it ended up being amazing. So because it's so nice to not have credit card debt. Gosh, I can imagine the relief that you would feel from like not having to, as you're saying, like balance all those different things and move things from here to there. I've been there before and like, you know, have gone in and out of that over like my adult life. And it's like really stressful. Like, I'm going to buy these groceries, but I'm not going to pay this. I can like let this phone bill slide for two months. <laughs> like, see, right. and then I'm going to call up and try to like negotiate something or like, yeah. Or like just look at the pantry and be like, how far can I stretch this? Yeah. <laughs> um, I hear you with that, but um, so now, so now you're saying that like you can't go after those shiny object things. So now it's like really like, what do you really want, right? Like, yeah, what yeah. do I really want? Which mm-hmm. is a str- which is everything. <laughs> and then like, well, then what are we gonna do to get it? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, I think before, I'm just such a not. I think I'm an impulsive in a good way. Like, I feel like there's some great parts of my silly brain that I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> like. I'm I'm not a for most part. I'm not a quitter. And if I quit, like, that means I quit. Quit. That means okay. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, not having that. You know, money is still kind of like an issue, but it feels like such a weight lifted off off my shoulder to like not have to like really think about that stuff and then to just be like clear like nah i can't afford it and they're like <laughs> they try to make you think that like <laughs> affordability is like mindset i'm like no bitch i can't afford it <laughs> <laughs> let me show you i know i have always had an issue with that christina because like i've literally when i've said oh, like i can't mean? afford it i'm like no like do you want to see my bank <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> this is very valuable. I can yeah, like, I can. I, I literally, there's nothing there. That <laughs> like, lack mindset. I'm like, nah. No. It's my balance sheet. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if I give it to you, then like relax. I'm not gonna have a place to live next month. So, right. <laughs> like, okay. I don't um, know that, man. And then I don't know, but like, yeah. Then it comes back to like, you know, you, like you, yeah, you could hustle for it, but sometimes like your body's like, no, thank you. And then, and then you start doing weird things. Sometimes I feel like in the name of getting it, like, mm. um, is that, is this, is this part of the reason why you started this newsletter? I know so you've been doing newsletter around like money mindset or money, my, like money mindset Mondays, which I've really been enjoying. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone sign up. Link is in somewhere in here. <laughs> I really wanted, I think for me, I don't know about you. We're both copywriters, but talking about copy is so boring. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. And I know that sounds crazy. Anyone I've ever talked to, I'm like, all right, let's create the content. Like, and I remember that's the first thing I told Hilary. She was like, okay, so like, what are we thinking? Because you did like this fun planning day. And I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I absolutely hate talking about copy. I love the process of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love writing, but I do not love copy. So I was just like, what else? What else do my like? What else do we struggle with beyond copy? And like, mm-hmm. what is the, what is at the root of copy? Honestly, it's mm-hmm. to make money. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I can do that. I can at least once a week think about some money things. Mm-hmm. And then I have my podcast. And then the other emails can be sales or just random sassy musings that I have <laughs> throughout <laughs> the week or month. But I have like this constant. Um, and I think everyone's pretending like they don't think about money but it's like why are you running a business why why would you hire a copywriter like other than yes i guess to sound like you but at the end of the day at the end of it's still to make money and money like i don't know like i guess if you want if you want to sugarcoat it if that makes you feel better if the chocolate is that like you like the way my copy sounds great but you really want me to make you money Mm so it just it seemed like a good idea and i could be consistent with that Money is something I'm either happy about or sad about 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> like a good topic to run with. Hey, we interrupt this episode to bring you a quick ad from Run and Tell That. Are you struggling with finding the right people to write your copy? Is Are you feeling a little like, eh, this doesn't sound like me. I don't love this. Or are you still... The last thing you've been able to delegate is some of those copy content pieces. And you're just like, well, I want to know who's the right person to do this. How fast can they get it done? And are they really going to capture my voice and understand what my audience needs to hear and feel in order to hit the buy button? Well, lucky for you, 
I have a lovely offer called The Weekender. It's copy done in three days, not three weeks, where we go ahead and we find all the juicy, obsessed content and messaging, and we pour it into your sales pages, your email sequences, your booking page, your website. No more website shame. Let's get this going. Head on over to the link in the show notes to see if you're a great fit for our Weekender. We have just one spot left in March 2023, and we are now booking for Q2, and there are six spots open. Go ahead and head on over to the link in the show notes or head on over to runandtellthat.co slash let's dash work with an E. Hope to see you there. Bye. And there's so many things I can kind of stick under that umbrella. Doesn't necessarily yeah. maybe have to feel directly like money. Well, so, so far I, everything even like um writing like for like you know first of all I've been like told, I think I told you um offline that I've been like saving a bunch of your emails. Or there's been some some lines that popped out to me and some things I want yeah. to come back to, and but it still like does seem to relate to copy and business like because you're saying because copies around making sales. So you've talked about like payment plans and things like that and like making us one thing as a business owner how we can use those but then that also start i think about that with your copy with whatever you're writing right like yeah. can you the thing that you're selling like can you do that and then you talked a little bit about uh, micro copy and like you know using that and like but you know and i guess with that with around money and like products and examples yeah um i don't know it's one of my favorite newsletters now so Yay. i love it yeah. <laughs> don't care about it because it's so funny, social, like Instagram is such instant gratification. I can know if someone likes or something, mm -hmm. get a DM or someone likes it or shares it. Like the insights are so like quick. Yeah. But the email, you're like, hello? <laughs> Hit reply. Did you read it? I don't know. Um, and like with email, you just end up in so many different places, which Instagram, perfectly like segue, Instagram is kind of getting like that. Like you're not sure where you're ending up in front of anymore. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're falling into, it feels like I'm in Gmail, except it's like with video and reels. <laughs> I'm like falling in like different tabs. Like unless like you know how to set up your Instagram and how mm -hmm. you want your them to go. Like I'm like, who's, who's, where am I showing up? And I, I know that because people are showing up in my feed. I'm like, who are you? I don't even follow you. <laughs> but okay. Um, and so what do you think 2023, what do you think as it maybe, what are we keeping about launching? What do you think we're not going to do about launching anymore? Are people still going to do webinar stuff? Like, I feel like webinars are still going strong and I can't believe it. Cause I feel like everyone mm. knows that funnel so well, but maybe it's just cause I'm a copywriter though. I'm like, I know what's going to happen in this webinar. What you selling me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> 23 minutes. Yeah, I'm actually waiting for you to sell me something. <laughs> we could have we done without this training. Um, and you could have just talked about that. But what do you think is going to happen? What are some of your predictions? Oh, that's really good. Let's see. Um, I have also noticed that like webinars are still, gonna, are still going for sure. But I have noticed some not doing as well with the webinar launches. And I feel like there's going to be more experimentation happening, like more people willing to try some different things that maybe they hadn't done before. So mm -hmm. with that, I have like a couple of clients talking around doing um, paid launches where they're going to do maybe like a paid workshop over a series of days. First of all, they want to bring in people who are maybe more qualified, um, right. less people, but bring in people who are more hot, right? Like who are more ready to actually take action. That's what I think is one thing. 
Uh, I think more people will be doing things that are audience building, that bring them in to get to know them further. So I think of like someone who does this really well is like Jordan from System Save Me. She's often Ooh. doing like mini events or mini things. Like I know because I've I've gone through, um, I've took a bunch of them. I went through her program. I've been like a speaker. I've gone to some other ones. So she has like things like uh, like kind of socials she does, but the socials are around like networking or referrals. But in the end, they all talk around or it's like secret showcase or sharing like your secrets about a VIP day. Mm -hmm. um, they're all meant to bring people together. So one, that's kind of a neat thing. But then you also obviously get to learn about a little bit about like what she's about, what you can expect from learning about them. It's not some kind of big heavy sales pitch or anything ever. Um, it's usually like, you know, it's really timely what they'll talk about. So I think mm -hmm. that's something I can see more and more people doing is, be building more community around um, what they're about and what they're offering. Because in the end, that's like they need the, you need audience, right? To right. sell things. So I feel like the more you can build that big community, um, I want to say like that loyalty or interest around what you're doing, the more likely they're going to be to jump into your offers. I think we'll still see people have to be in our world longer, maybe not so quick impulse buying as you were talking around. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like with the talk of the recession and things like that going on and and the reality of like these like jacked up grocery prices and all these things that are happening, like high nine dollars, my romaine lettuce, I had to buy the weekend. My husband's like, you bought what? <laughs> my friend loves like he's not a huge meat eater. I yeah. kind of got him to eat chicken, but he has to be desperate. Yeah. And so he loves the impossible burgers, like all that like plant-based stuff. Yeah. I remember it used to be like and I thought it was expensive then. I'm like, this is pea protein. But anyway, <laughs> it was like $6 or $8 for like a few patties. Mm -hmm. I went the other day, and this is where I got a Costco card. I was like, well, I'm officially a <laughs> old person. Suburban um, mom. <laughs> officially a soccer mom. Um, they, were they were $16. What? I was like, <laughs> for, like, for four patties, $16. <laughs> you need a fan, like. I like wanted to leave all my groceries. Like I was like, wait, no. What's happening? Yeah. We're ordering. We're going to actually hack. I don't know if it's everywhere, but Costco has Instacart and it's like free. And so like I have not even stepped foot in Costco in like two months and it's been the most amazing thing. Because Costco, you walk in and you're like, oh wow, that's amazing. And then you're yeah. like, wait, I was supposed to come here to save money and I just spent five hundred dollars. So yeah. What <laughs> and now where are you gonna put everything? <laughs> yeah, so no, yeah, I have that's that's I love that. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> I wish I had the stamina that Jordan Gill has because mm -hmm. she does create such amazing events, and I love that also. Like, clearly, it's about bringing you into her world and mm -hmm. like seeing for yourself why what she does for people is so amazing. But I love that she spotlights so so many amazing people, yes. Yeah, I love really, it's like relationship about yeah. her. It's really, yeah, it really not. Yeah. These amazing people who are in my world that you get to like be a part of and work with mm -hmm. and like get um, to know them. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, but then it's really cool about that. I think is like as well because you get to see, as you said, like who's part of that. Because how many times have we joined things where we're like, uh, this community is maybe not for me, right? Like you didn't really know what it's about. But you, I, I feel like that's one of the things around like Jordan's with the stuff she's done is that you really get to see who's like hanging out in her community and who's there. Um, I've made some like really good biz besties from there. Like I'm in a, like a mini biz bestie mastermind from people I've met there. And I can't say that, I can't say that from a lot of other things I've been part of. Um, I have been part of things that are great. Where we met, I met you like, right. <laughs> and cool. some things that are like not so, you know, 
um, great. Um, so I feel like I feel like there'll be more audience folks on like audience building, relationship building, and looking at it more in like the long term, right? That maybe we won't expect people to take as quick action, but maybe they'll have been to a couple of our events or things before they'll purchase. Um, I know a few other people who are doing something really good around that. I think like Lata um, Tasha Do Tasha Doyle is doing one the Launch Guild. She's doing some cool things around that. Often like webinars or mini events as well or retreats. I've noticed that she's been doing that, and I feel like I feel like that is the way of things going. Um, of experimentation and again bringing people together um, further and I think webinars will still have a place yeah. um, because there are people who like to learn and engage and I think they still have a place in our you know our world or our, our system I don't think it'll be the go-to way to do things though and I think we might have to look at smaller groups um, but more like intimate connections yeah. is what I think will happen and maybe and, and maybe with that like with some of my clients stuff we're talking about having like open enrollment like realizing like maybe not closing enrollment but using these like events or paid things that you're doing these mini paid things you're doing as like your as your like live launches right so right. people can still come in in between when they need to as opposed to shutting the door and expecting like this big you know like the often these big launches you're saying like okay well i want like 100 people to come in or 65 people or a hundred thousand dollar launch well maybe that might be different this year Right. So, you know, opening it up and having these live things to have them come in um, on a regular basis, but still being available and talking to that offer. So I see that. I see people also going in more on like a signature offer, like going in on one thing. Yeah. But but really like having different avenues to get to that one thing and talk about it. Mm. Yeah. What about you? What do you see happening? Um, I think I agree with like all those things. I think something that I'm doing, I'm gonna do next. Um, I'm even like creating a preview. I'm so excited for it. But with me, I think using, like you said, using your signature offer, but different ways to get there. So I think, um, especially since I'm raising the rates on my VIB days, I think I've, I, I think I've nailed it. Like I feel good. I think I've nailed it. I think enough people have bought it and give me enough feedback that I'm like, eh, price raise. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, to that point, that's why I'm creating this 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 freebie. Maybe it'll be ready in time, but it's kind of like the 39 things you can hire a copywriter to get you off your plate. And because they only really think about us when they need to launch something mm -hmm. or when something's like completely broken. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not, I think I'm already, my niche is I don't have a niche, right? Like <laughs> someone's teaching breakdancing. This one person is coaching. This person is selling hair moves. I'm just like, if you like, Christina, have you written that? I'm like, yeah, I've written that. <laughs> um, it's just because I'm just, my brain is all over the place. And I think they can learn so much. You can learn so much from e-com and apply mm -hmm. it to coaching. You can learn so much from coaching and apply it to e-com that it's like, oh, you got to do both if you can. But anyway, like there was, even I was like, Oh yeah, I can write SOPs and I can write podcast pitches and I can do mm -hmm. like, like there's so many random things I can do crisis strategy because you're going to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really fuck up and are about to get canceled. You know who you want to hire mm -hmm. <laughs> to get that statement. Right. So there's like so many parts. I was like, why didn't I think about that? Like it doesn't always have to be a launch or a sales page. And I think I'm getting bored of it too. So I think, 2023 i'm hoping yes we want to like fill the gaps in the market but we also want to like do the things that we want to do mm -hmm. like i think 
novelty may not be as sexy anymore in 2023. I think we're going to get back to like the basics. Why don't yeah. you get your why don't you get your house and your shit together first? Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll worry about sexy beautiful launches because mm -hmm. I think it's really hard and I learned it myself. It's really hard to build community and do, you know, mm -hmm. the gills and and all that stuff mm -hmm. if your house is like not in order. Yes. Like it's you're going to burn out and it's going to suck and no matter how great this copy is, Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to sell it again. I think you really want to have to sell it. And, and there's nothing wrong with things being easy. I think that yeah. may also be 2023. I think it's like we're going back to like maybe a little bit more simpler times yeah. instead of like this really novel, sexy, urgent thing. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. no one's now like I think rest has been fed to us so much now that like it's chronic. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah, I want to rest. Like I don't really feel the need. There's still people who are hustle, hustle, but I like that it's kind of been a little bit more responsible than it has been in the past where people are like, yeah, but here's the people who can hustle, hustle. Mm -hmm. People who mm -hmm. don't have responsibilities. People who's like, that, you guys should have said that before. Yeah, you should have, <laughs> exactly. You should hear that, thanks. <laughs> yeah, people who don't have kids. People mm -hmm. who don't have, you know, a lot of people who mm -hmm. need to depend on them. People mm -hmm. who are neurotypical. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. duh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for making that clear that like this mm -hmm. lifestyle is not for everyone mm -hmm. and that it actually probably sucks. Like, I think that's also going to be a trend. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. everyone was like, start a business, start a business, do that, do that, be super creative. But I think 2023 is going to be the year of a little bit more practical, a little bit more intentional mm -hmm. than it has been in the past. Um, and hopefully, maybe it's just because I'm in that season of my life that people are going to really embrace like the boring and the practical and I like leave, that. Leave mm -hmm. for um, uh, because I think it was sexy, just do it first. And it worked clearly, mm -hmm. but like you need team for that. You need like processes. Like you need a lot of like these unsexy things so that you can do things like that. I love that you bring that up because I think like that, that is for sure one thing that we can't like, you know, some of the things I mentioned before that I could see happening, you're, you do need a team to do. And if you don't have a team, you're going to be doing them in smaller ways and that's okay. But um, I for sure see what you're saying around the foundations. I've actually had like a couple of clients we've been talking about next year. And that is some of the things we're talking about is like, okay, I want to launch this. I want to put this out there, but like, I totally know I want to put this system, this in place first. I'm going to see how it does. And then we want to come back and refine it and add on to it. So by the end of the year, I have X. And I love that kind of talk, right? Because you're like not trying to shove it all into one thing and put all your like eggs in that one basket of that one launch. They're like, okay, I know this is going to grow. <laughs> and I'm here for the ride of that, right? Like like yeah. acknowledging that up front. I love that for sure. It's also like budget-wise, it's smart, right? Because they're like, I'll put a little bit here in the beginning, make some money back, and I'll reinvest like as we're going. Um, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll get that feedback as we go so we can see where we need to tweak and do things or not. They're not like expecting everything out in the front. So I like that as well. And the other thing I was thinking as you were talking was that I think we'll see more and more people have different inroads to work with them. So, you know, like maybe before, if you would have had like a coach, a group program, you could only come in to work with you in the group program. Maybe now they're going to do like a self-study version. And now as, you, as you've been talking about in your um, newsletters too, like maybe more of an extended pay in full version. I feel like they're looking at different ways to help support people to come in and maybe try different things than they would have done in the past. I don't yeah. think we're, we're, I don't think it's going to be all high ticket, high ticket, high ticket. I don't think it's going to be all like that. I think there's going to be 
still really great things happening, but I think it's going to be lower priced or lower, at least lower, um, lower priced options to come in. Yeah. And I think knowing who, and, and like, I think that's really important is knowing who wants those things, right? Like mm -hmm. before, this is the only way. And I think being rigid is not smart right now. Yeah, exactly. And like, mm -hmm. people are going to say no all the time. Yeah. And you're going to think like, what's wrong? Like, no, it's not that the value is not clear. It's not that this is not amazing. Mm -hmm. it's that People may even have the money for it. It's just, it's not a smart move when I'm super uncertain right now. I know. Yeah, for sure. One of my clients with our launch, it was, it was, it was supposed to be 12 months um, and almost five grand. They ended up cutting it. Like they actually just cut it to six months and half that price, a little bit a little less than half that price. Um, and that did a lot better for them. Cause they were getting mm -hmm. feedback people saying like, like they didn't want a 12 month commitment right now. Right. At this price. And they they're like, I'd rather do it and then re-sign up. Like if I still want it. So yeah. whereas it's still really the same price, just like the way they, they sliced it was different. Right. And it felt more mm -hmm. appealing to people and more manageable. And then they did an extended payment plan with it. Um, that helped as an option. So I think just getting more creative about what we're serving up to people and acknowledging that this is like different right now. Yeah. Um, we have to acknowledge it. We can't pretend it's not happening. Yeah.